You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our tradition, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah.com, and, of course, I will answer as many as I can. I am so in vacation mode, so much, I forgot my tie. Did you notice? Probably not. But just in case, it's always good to to make sure that I myself remembered to be in vacation mode once in a while. We were just up. I went with my wife. We went to um, Port Huron. The water is gorgeous. The blue, the sunrise, we're on the American side, so we can't see the sunset off the lake and off the river. It was beautiful. Just relaxing, sitting in the park. It was beautiful. Before we get rolling, of course, let's remind everyone to our dedicated listeners, you know, I know you love the show, and I need your help. To help the show spread, I need you to go to my homepage. Hit that donate button. There's a whole list of levels. Um, you can leave a name. I'll give you a shout-out on a future show. Um, we could do uh, in memory of someone, if you wish, or wishing somebody a speedy and healthy recovery. Whatever works for you, we can take care of it. And, of course, I thank you in advance. We are now also, by the way, after the Tisha B'Av season, after the what we call the three weeks, after the nine days, we're getting into a happier season. We're running into what's called Tuba of, and we always, always have the Torah portion of Veschanon always follows the ninth of Av, always. And there's a special um, Haftorah, but the Torah portion of Eschanon, a very unusual word. It's a word that happens to be a word of praise, a word of, I'm sorry, a prayer. And um, lots of things involved in the word. The The numerical value of the word of Eschanon is 515 to hint us that Moses prayed 515 times to enter the land of Israel, and the answer was no. Now, in truth, everyone knows this phrase, I hope, right? No prayer ever goes unanswered. Right? No prayer ever goes unanswered. Now, that's true that no prayer ever goes unanswered, except that sometimes the answer is no. It's not always will we get the response we're looking for, and our job is to pray. And those prayers, by the way, don't disappear. It's not like you asked your mother for ice cream, and she said no, and it's like it's gone. The, the power of prayer is never gone. It just didn't always accomplish what you thought you wanted. It's going to accomplish, right? There's a connection, which really we should be getting into later, but I guess I'm, I'm, I'm running into it now already. Prayer, as I, I spend a whole year trying to bring across to my students in school, the purpose of prayer is not to change God's mind. The purpose of prayer is to change me. I become a new person. Okay, God's willing to talk to me. God's willing to help me out. I I create a connection when I pray, right? I'm I'm recognizing 
that I need God when I recognize I need God. <laughs> so that opens up the the lines of communication. Right? And I was I need God. I'm a new person. I'm a believing person. I'm I become a better person. So that's what's being accomplished by prayer. Prayer is not meant to change God's mind. Prayer is for me. Now, once I become a different person, so yeah, now the prayer will accomplish. Now, by the way, it doesn't mean God doesn't want me to ask. It doesn't mean God wasn't planning on giving it to me. But a lot of times, God will not give me what I want or need, even need, by the way, without prayer. I, I need that prayer. It's sort of set up in the system. We're going to talk about that today. But God wants that prayer, right? God had promised Abraham he was going to have children. It didn't mean Abraham didn't have to pray. He had to pray a lot, right? Isaac and Rebekah must have children. The Jewish people need to continue on. But it's only coming with prayer, right? Even Rachel understood she wanted tribes. They were supposed to come from her. They weren't supposed to come from her. They're not coming without prayer. She wanted her husband's prayer. Okay, that also wasn't coming so simple, which we've talked about in the past, the different Torah portions. It's getting me a drop off topic, so I'm going to refocus. So, Moses wants to go in the land of Israel, even if he's not the leader, even though it's almost impossible. Like, if he's there, how is he not the leader, right? He doesn't get to retire. <laughs> Moses is the leader. There's no... There's no retiring, no sitting back, no pina coladas. He is the leader. He wants to go in the land of Israel. Now, let's think for a second. Why does Moses want to enter the land of Israel? Because they have nice palm trees? Because the weather is nice? Now, by the way, today, by the way, the weather is gorgeous. I was sitting out on my porch today, and it was it was really beautiful. It was really, really beautiful just to sit there, study a little bit, just relax, the cool breeze, the the blue sky. It was beautiful. And I harp on that because, uh, you know, in Michigan, we have a few very, very beautiful days of weather every year. Not as many as I would like, but okay. Anyways, so Moses is not going into the land of Israel because the weather is fantastic. Moses is not going into the land of Israel because he heard that the grapes are super delicious or the olives make the best oil or the pomegranates are just amazingly tart. That that is not Moses' intention. Have a farm. That 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 cannot be. It's impossible that Moses is asking that I wanna I, I wanna go into the land of Israel because I want my own farm. It's just impossible. So what does he want? So if you and if you haven't, you should. But if you read through the Torah, even once, you'll find that there's a lot of stuff that you should have known. And you say, oh, I thought I knew that, or I wish I knew that. There's a lot of commandments that are connected to the land of Israel. The tithing, taking, separating from the grains, uh, giving to the Kohen, giving to the Levite, um, bringing your first fruits to the temple, um, separating uh, some of the dough. There's a, most sacrifices will only become in the land of Israel. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that you need Israel for. A lot. Some would say that really, there's a ration. How much about it? You, you, you need Israel for everything. And you know, it's like out of the land of Israel, it's almost like we're practicing. Right? We're being good. We're doing what we're supposed to do. But, but the real power of commands is in the land of Israel. 
perhaps that's only when we're, I don't want to say we're supposed to be in the land of Israel, when when God wants us in the land of Israel. Even that we have to sort of re-explain that. <clears throat> what I mean is that, I have something in my throat. <coughs> hmm. <clears throat> Whoa. <clears throat> I do sing. <clears throat> I feel like I can do that in class <clears throat> when I lose my voice, which <clears throat> I don't know what is going on over here. But I'm losing my voice. But here we go. We'll fight through it. The voice will come back because <clears throat> that's what we do. And anyways. <clears throat> So we to we need to be in the land of Israel to do mitzvahs properly. I was going to correct myself. In other words, until the Messiah comes, until God says he wants us back in Israel, even living in Israel today, to a certain extent, we're in exile. Okay, the voice is coming back. Okay, that's much better. Okay, so, so Moses wants to go into the land of Israel in order to fulfill commands properly. He understands the power when a person does positive command when a person does a mitzvah so that that affects his body it's 248 limbs every there's and the sinews another 360 there 365 every mitzvah we have affects our body every mitzvah affects a piece and part of me and if i want to make it complete if i want to fix my body the way it's supposed to be my soul so i can serve god so i can i can be who i'm supposed to be that really only can take place in israel so moses wants to go into israel so interesting so god says to moses he's prayed 515 times so god tells moses that's it no more talking to me about this thing oid by dover hazeh it's very interesting he doesn't say to moses don't pray because God loves the prayers of the righteous. God loves the prayers of the righteous. Never stop praying. But, Moses, on this specific topic, on this desire of yours to go into the land of Israel, that has to come to an end. That you just got to stop asking because it's not going to look nice. It looks like the master is being stubborn and the student is harassing. You got to get over it. You're not going in. Now, we're gonna we're gonna get into a few things about this specific prayer, but it's interesting that it's brought up now, right? Moses says, if you look at the beginning of the Torah portion, after I conquered those two kings of Sichon and Og, after those two kings were conquered, then I prayed to God to go into Israel. Why now? Like, he has had the last uh, bunch of years to be praying, or certainly since he hit the rack, and so he's not going to Israel. He's had time to pray. Like, what's he waiting for? So it says like this. First of all, even though Moses was told he can't go in, right? It's not the first time Moses was told no and prayer changed, right? God says, leave me alone. I'm going to destroy the Jewish people. And Moses starts praying. So this is not the first time that Moses goes ahead and prays even though he was told not to. The only problem is, God says, you're not going into Israel. But now he started the conquest. He's destroyed these two major kings, Sihon and Og, who are sort of the 
the guard, the kings outside the land of Israel, that their job, they were hired all these years, their purpose was to stop the Jewish people from coming in. So maybe this is the beginning of a conquest, which it is, by the way. If this is the beginning of the Jewish people conquering Israel, so I know, God, you said I'm not going to Israel, maybe you change your mind. So now, okay, I just got to pray. And the fact that you let me win these wars, maybe now is the time to say, God, I'm ready to go in. Maybe you change your mind. Which also, by, by the way, explains another interesting thought. In other words, God told Moses after he hit the rock, he's supposed to talk to the rock, and he hit the rock to get the water. So, so God tells Moses, you and Aaron, your brother, are not going into Israel. So why doesn't Moses pray for his brother Aaron? Like, what happened to Aaron? Now, Aaron already is not alive anymore, and the answer is, this is part of the answer. In other words, if we didn't even get a chance to start entering the land of Israel, if there's nothing to say that we started conquering, then there's nowhere to begin. But And this battle that Moses won with Sihon and Og takes place after his brother Aaron is already no longer alive, so he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't go ahead and pray for his brother. Um, another interesting thought at the beginning of this Torah portion is, who cares? Like, we ask this question a lot, right? I think it's a, it's a good thinking question. Like, every time we're told something, it has to matter. So why... Why does it matter? Why is God going ahead? I'm sorry, why is Moses going ahead? I'm sorry, Moses is praying now, and the Torah tells me that Moses is praying. Really, Moses tells this to the Jewish people, right? He's saying to the Jewish people that I prayed 515 times, and God said, I'm not letting you go in. So why is it important for the Torah to mention that Moses is repeating to the Jewish people that I prayed and God said no? Why is that important? You can imagine, especially we've talked about this in the past, where this, the, the book of Deuteronomy, the Sefer of Devarim, is uh, the last 30 days, 37 days of Moses' life. It's his chance to wrap everything up, right? review everything, go over all the commands, remind the Jewish people how they got here, all the trials and tribulations till now. And then they're going to cross into the land of Israel, and they're going to be starting wars. So if you're part of the Jewish nation, and Moses has been taking care of you these last 40 years, he got you out of Egypt, and, they, and you got the Torah, and the food supply, and the water supply, and even these most recent battles with Sihonog, and now Moses is dying, you're just like leaving? Like, you can't just leave. How do you, what are we supposed to do if you leave? Yeah, we know you appointed another leader. Great, Joshua. He ain't you. Right? So so what happened? Like, how could you just leave us? So Moses says, look, I didn't want to leave. I, I, I did my very best that I should be allowed to stick around. But God didn't let. So that becomes, I don't want to say that's comforting, but it's uh, it's so that the Jewish people shouldn't be nervous and say, Moses just packing out on us. Moses, I didn't pack out on you. I prayed to God a lot of times. This is not God's plan. God wants God wants that that Joshua's going to bring you into the land of Israel. 
another reason, by the way, that we should keep in mind. Why didn't God want Moses going to the land of Israel? I mean, he is the leader, right? He is the man, right? So shouldn't he prayed so much? We understand there's a concept of, of repentance. I mean, come on. If Moses can't do it, then who could? So why is it not working? So there's something else at play over here, which is really quite fascinating um, for where we are in the calendar. Is that why this week's Torah portion always follows the ninth of Av? Probably. I'm sure that's that's one of the calculations. And that is a fascinating concept. So first, let's back it up. Um, in other places, it refers to the temple as the Mishkan. A Mishkan, um, which comes from the word to dwell, also is from the word Mashkin. A Mashkin is a collateral. So God tells Moses way earlier, he says, if the Jewish people ever sin, don't worry. I'll take out my anger on sticks and stones, and I won't destroy the Jewish people. So the temple that we just got up from crying over um, last week, early in the week, um, the temple that we were crying over, it's true, right? We talked about all the things we lost, listened to the older shows, all the things we lost by not having a temple we talked about and why we're so sad we don't have it and we don't have God's presence. But at the end of the day, it was either the temple being destroyed or the Jewish nation being destroyed. So, you know, we'll take any day. We're not happy that there's no temple, but at least we still exist. At least that. Here's, here's a, an amazing thought. If Moses would have entered the land of Israel, it would have been a totally different story. He would have gone into Israel. He would have immediately marched the Jewish people up to Jerusalem. No one would have stood in his way, and he would have immediately built a temple. If Moses would have built a temple immediately, because it's Moses, right? because it's Moses building the temple, that temple would never be destroyed. It can't be destroyed. And since that temple can't be destroyed, what's going to be when the Jewish people sin all those years later, right? We're, we're, we're in trouble because it's Moses' temple. Can't be destroyed. God can't destroy Moses' temple, then it's us. So God is telling Moses, I can't let you into the land of Israel. If I let you into the land of Israel, we all know what's going to happen. You're going to build a temple. I won't be able to destroy the temple. Instead, the Jewish people will be destroyed. So at the end of the day, I'm doing the Jewish people an amazing favor by not letting you in, which, by the way, as I was thinking about this, it answers just a different question that I always had. Just thought about it. Now, hot off the press. And that is, there's verses that the walls of the tabernacle, um, those wooden beams, were never destroyed. They never rotted. Nothing happened to them. They actually, it says, King David uh, buried them somewhere under the temple, and I always wondered why. Like, who cares? Like, why is that so important? And maybe that's what we've been talking about. Anything Moses, Moses involved, obviously, in building the tabernacle. He's involved, it doesn't mean if he builds a temple, he's going to lay down every brick, right? He's going to be the one in charge. So Moses is in charge of the tabernacle. So if Moses builds a tabernacle, it can't be destroyed, How, right? We just said if Moses would have built the temple, it, it wouldn't have been destroyed, 
and therefore we would have suffered. How do you know that it wouldn't have been destroyed? Because we know by the beams of the tabernacle they couldn't be destroyed. If we understand by the beams of the tabernacle they can't be destroyed, so the temple's going to be the same. So I wonder if that's part of why those beams can't be destroyed. Just an interesting, just something I was thinking about. But let's keep going. So we're continuing to talk about Moses' mode and what he was trying to do as he prays. So very interesting. There's an Archaim. If you go through the verses, Moses has a very interesting, important system that we need to learn from how to pray. According to Archaim, there's four parts to this system. There's four parts. Part number one, you're like a poor man begging, right? In other words, I am not demanding. I am I, I'm just desperate. God, you got to help me out. I'm like the poor guy knocking at the door. Give me a handout. That's part one of prayer. Part two of prayer is prayer has to, you, you have to pray from the source. Again, you look in the verses, right? We're not praying to idols. We're not praying to constellations. We're not praying to anything, angels. You gotta pray from God. Anything else, a complete waste of time. Third thing is you gotta have good timing. When it comes to prayer, there's a proper time to pray. How do we see? Because Moses says, look, I conquered Sichon and Oig. So if I conquered those kings, maybe now's the time to let me in. It's gotta be a good, it's gotta make sense in the, in the time frame that now is the time to pray. And number four, and again, we never like to say most important or all important, but a person has to be very, very clear, right? Moses says, um, I'll see the land, right, on the other side of the Jordan, the mountain, the good mountain, the Halavanoin, the, 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 which is the temple. Now, by the way, he was very specific. When you're very specific, you could get what you ask for because he says, God, I want to see the land. Oh, you want to see the land? No problem. You're going to go up on this mountain over here, and you're going to see the land. I'm going to show you the whole land, north, south, east, west, and I'm going to show you the future, all these things, because you have to be clear. Now, the person can't really say to God, I mean, he could, but you're not supposed to say, God, you know what I need, just take care of me. I mean, you could do that, but that's not the best way to pray. The best way to pray is to be very very specific. That's why when we pray for somebody who needs a, a spe- we pray for somebody who needs a speedy recovery. We want to say the person's name. We want to know the correct name. Again, we pray as clear as possible. Certain times you can't be clear. Certain times you don't know what's wrong with a person. We find uh, when uh, the Amalek attacked the Jewish people, but they dressed up like Canaanite people. So. You didn't, but they, you didn't know who were they. Were they, were they Kanani people? Were they Amalekite people? So the Jewish people said that nation. They pointed because what else are you supposed to do? What else are you supposed to do? So I, I saw this story. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to finish it, but it's uh, certainly uh, worth getting into. And I'll be honest with you, this story has nothing to do with what we talked today. Today was a whole prayer situation. But um, talking about being very specific and being very careful what you ask for, here's the story. The story goes back probably about 50 or 60 years. So in Jaffa, 
there was a bakery owned by Arabs, a lot of bakeries in Jaffa, um, and this bakery was called the Abu Lafia Bakery. It even had a sign, open since 1879. It's been a family business. It was the only bakery opened on Passover. There was a Jewish store, um, storekeeper across the street. He was at a shoe store. His name was Shlomo Zalman Stauber. And he couldn't handle that all Passover, Jews, Arabs, everyone's going because a lot of Jews in Israel, certainly in those times, were not careful about having bread on Passover. They didn't care about Passover. So they went and bought bread. So he went over to across the street. Um, the son uh, says, how can I help you? Oh, can I speak to your father? His father's name was Sa'id Abu Lafia. And he says to the, the this uh, Sa'id comes and says, oh, Adon Shlomo, how can I help you? So he says, I tell you the truth. I said, I, I, you know, you have a bakery, you have great stuff, and you and I both know that Passover, all the bakeries are closed except yours. Now, you don't have to close. You're not Jewish. But so many Jewish people come, it hurts me. But I would never want you to lose money. So I'll make you a deal. Oh, and we're not going to finish this story. So hold on to your hats for this one. In the next show, I'll lead with this story. It's such an amazing story. We'll get back to the story. But in any case, the music explained. I hope you enjoyed it. Short and sweet. Thank you, of course, for the wonderful sponsor listening. I can't do it without you. The one production team. We have Cisco in the back. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NM Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it.